0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good
1: morning, everybody. It is the end of the week. It's a good Friday. Happy good morning, everybody, Friday. I might do the same Brett Good joke I do every Friday. On Good Friday, uh, maybe I won't. It's Friday, April 7th. I will be on Writer Than You if you're catching this before 9 a.m. Central. So if you want to join that and uh, really get a full dose of Bart. I mean, we got the podcast here. we got two hours on CBS Sports Radio. We'll be back on CBS Sports Radio next Friday for another Writer Than You. So uh, it's always good to be back on the old airwaves at 1250 a.m., even though, like, nobody's there anymore uh, okay um we're gonna get right into mm-hmm, mm-mm. Paul Emmick and Grant Bills join me we talk some brewers talk some bucks it's pretty Packer light I think I, I think it's completely Packer free and then some Wrestlemania stuff to wrap up because Grant had watched Wrestlemania for about the first time ever Grant of course does his show uh, the Wisco Sports Show, and then Paul Emick, our goodest of buddies, so we'll introduce them, reintroduce them in a moment. After that, I got some voicemails to go through, some Carl's Place voicemails. As you watch the Masters, you could be playing the Masters with your golf simulators, ET.com backslash Bart, or check out the link, Show.com. Thanks to my guys at SunAnt Interactive. Okay, uh, as far as the Masters, it, I have a weird thing with the Masters. I don't like their history of, like, racism and sexism. Uh, But also, I, I don't, there's part of it that I'll never go there. I'll never be at Augusta. I just know that. On what, on what plan, in what situation do I wind up at Augusta? Watching, watching these guys golf at Augusta is like watching people walk on the moon. Allegedly. Come on. So it's, it's weird to me. One of the things I really love is when I go to another sporting event, if you go to a stadium that's not in Wisconsin and then you see it on TV, you're like, it just, it's, it's, I like that. It's better. Almost. I don't know. Augusta. like, I probably won't go to any of these golf events ever, any of these courses, but Augusta, it's like, I just know I'll never be there. So I feel like such a peon when I watch Augusta, I feel like, I feel like I'm seeing something I shouldn't. I'm getting led into this world that's otherwise a secret. And maybe that's the charm of it, but a little too haughty-taughty for me. That being said, it's beautiful. I love the tournament. I love the course. And I love the azaleas. And I love Jim Nance. And I love Trevor Immelman. And I love Scott Van Pelt. Uh, I love Happy Place Hemp. I want to give a shout out. Somebody ordered some gummies from Hawaii. Who's the person in Hawaii listening? I know Kavika is out in Hawaii. Are you, are you ordering gummies? If you're the one that ordered gummies in Hawaii, let me know. That's, that's cool. The gummies will get to you uh eventually. They're very quick with their turnaround. It's like as soon as you put that order in. I've seen the boxes. As soon as you put the order in stamp it out uh they don't charge you for the shipping so that's good they make all their products right at their location they're in muskego and then they get them out to you discreetly in a nice little white box most of the time not so that people are gonna be like oh he takes gummies but they're gonna be like oh that guy just got gummies if you were driving along just like i was at the uh, opening day parking lot and i saw a bottle of fireball that i did not steal if your neighbors are walking by and they see, it says Happy Place Hemp on the box, they might take that. So the discreet packaging comes in handy. Gummies, the CBD, the CBN, those help me sleep. The THC, those help me. Um, uh, that's what I do now. Get a, Get a nice THC, maybe the Delta 8s, and just sit back and watch Jessica Jones. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off every single order. Promo code BART jessica jones by the way very sexually graphic i'm watching every marvel show including the netflix and all the movies and i've never seen the, the netflix ones the Defenders series she's like her and luke cage are going at it like every other scene it's like for a prude like me it's like oh heavens no anyway on to the sports with uh mm-hmm, all right it's grant bills it's paul emick it's both of them together what a treat Mm-hmm, mm-mm. edition number 77
2: i actually counted it, it really is 77 really? what
1: uh, no i don't know I, I
2: just i was gonna say we haven't done that many so i don't know we what. may have over the course maybe if well maybe you can b- combine trivia plus mm-hmm.
3: oh you're you got to be triple digits if we're combining trivia and mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: let me let me bring this up both of you guys are uh of of the industry professionals so here's something that I'm, I'm not bothered with it, but it's like, we don't have to be, we don't have to walk on eggshells this much. I'm so curious. What's Grant. Do you know what's about to happen? No. Mm-mm. I want Chuck to be on my show. Yeah. Chuck Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lockdown brewers podcast. Yeah. I think it'd be a perfect, we could help each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there I, not, I think there would be a, some interest in Chuck and me doing a show again together. Mm-hmm. I bring up Chuck's name constantly. <laughs> I air old clips of Chuck. I don't run from the fact. I was told on the latest Lockdown Brewers, Chuck was reading tweets, and he was like, oh, this one uh, says, when are you and uh, your old partner going to get together? Like, he wouldn't say my name. He's too afraid to say my name. I, I tell you, I'm a ghost man in this town. I am in, I'm a ghost in Milwaukee. Nobody will acknowledge me. Every conversation I have with people on radio has to be like fucking secret through DMs. <laughs> no one's willing to admit they, no willing one's you to admit or they are associated with you. Yeah, the, but then I'm not on radio yet. I am all the time.
3: Men who work in sports talk are just so we're all children and it's fun, but it's like, we're so, we're so territorial and we think all these things matter and they just, they don't.
1: Yeah. That's why everyone was so mad about the Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese thing, because it, it it made the most sensitive group of people in the world had to watch women's sports. And that's uh,
2: us. 9.9 million of them. I think was the final
1: 9.9 million. Yeah. Watching the women's. It's a big number. Yeah.
2: So, so, what were your two hours like so far on your nationally syndicated show?
1: Monday, I thought was a dominant show. I thought I really brought my A game, and so I, you know, I was I did a five hour show Saturday, four hours on Sunday. Then I, I felt like on Monday I gave two hours of my best work, and then I got a few compliments. Ooh, right to your head from like the higher ups. Ooh. And my first segment on Tuesday, I re- I was like I couldn't <clears throat> fucking talk. You just bricked it. At one go, at one point I go, yeah. In the first half, San Diego State only had six paints in the point. And at that point, and then I'm wait. Like, I go, Tom, did I just say paints in the point? He's like, I didn't know if I should say something
2: or. How, how long did it take for you, like? Did you notice within a few seconds?
1: Yeah, maybe like five or ten or so. But that's
2: fun though. Like as long that's as you funny. play it like that, as long as you play it off as like, hmm. I think I just said paints on the point.
1: Yeah. It's endearing. It
2: is endearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you.
1: All right. Um, hey, let's ask some questions and give some
2: answers. hmm mm-hmm. All right. This is going to be a Packers free zone. <gasps> Interesting. Do you want to start right. Bucks or Brewers? And we'll conclude at the way end, anti-wrestling people, with a mania question. It'll be at the end. It'll be at the end. Grant, I'm told you watched Sunday night, I did. Um, at, a, at a Legion Hall? Yeah, at American Legion. I don't remember which post.
1: Do you guys, Is that coming through?
2: It's totally coming through, yeah. Is it a call to your voicemail line? Yeah. Who is it? How, oft, how often does that go off?
1: Is I'm that- getting a call on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Take Answer it. it. No, it's Spark Guy.
2: Well, that's great. Bring him.
1: I'd rather use him for the voicemail
3: when you need to fill time and you don't yeah. have two active guests. I have, I have two guys that I have to like track down
1: and I could use, now I can use that phone call. And I'm probably by the time that I publish this, I probably already used the I probably used it yesterday.
2: <laughs> this show is just, Man, what, a, on so what a time warp we live in. Okay. So bucks or brewers, where do you want to start? Grant,
1: to answer your question, my phone rings. When you call my voicemail line, 402-915-BART, Carl's place, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart, Golf simulators. Get one today. It goes to my phone. Mm-hmm. So if you were just like want to fuck with me one night, just call the voicemail line all day. You do you you you're a do not disturb guy though. I hope. No, come on. No, are you really not,
3: Paul? I don't I don't even know how to do that. There's no work life balance in this business, Paul. You're either all I, I,
2: I'm or... not a do not disturb guy because I don't know how to do that. You, uh, you I mean slide down, hit a button, and you're good. No, I don't know how.
3: It looks like a little moon. Yeah, it
2: looks like a moon.
3: Yeah, I thought that was something else. You're just brewers, getting... by the way, Paul. To answer okay. your question, I'll take brewers. I'll take brewers for five hundred, please. Minus. I have a f- for ten 500? or minus ten. Sorry, throwback. Anyways, Sorry. brewers, brewers. All right, brewers.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
4: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
2: Garrett Mitchell, Joey Weimer, Bryce Terang, these young brewers, even while still waiting on Freelick and Churio, are making you, and here's the important word, very optimistic about the present and future of the Milwaukee Brewers. So if you're like, eh, optimistic, are not very it had they, the the three of them that you've already seen plus the two of them that you know are coming at churio being the third overall prospect in all of baseball has you very optimistic about the present and future of the milwaukee brewers mm-hmm. or mm-mm. would you like to start grant
1: you're the brewers insider
3: i can i can start mm-hmm. i will say mm-hmm. and my answer doesn't have to be long i i think that the way they're bringing up these guys and the way that the roster is going to kind of grow as Freelick gets here and then Churio, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe in September, they're ushering in this next wave of talented players, assumedly as as some of these talented players depart. Like it doesn't seem like Corbin Burns is here for the long haul. I was hoping Brandon Woodruff would be. He's probably not going to be. The way I've been framing it on my show is Brewers fans can feel this window closing, this current window, which is why I think we're a little on edge we become a little defeatist. We can see the Burns Woodruff window closing, but down the wall, down the hallway, there's another window that we know is going to open. And I think these guys that are coming up—that's that's, that's sig- signifying the, the the next window. So if you want to look at it with windows or bites of the apple, the way the talent is coming up and the way that it's all lining up fits what the Brewers are trying to do. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: well, mm-hmm for me too, and I think that what I'm trying to like explain or at least let myself explain it the best way is there is that one and there is this one. And it's not like they have a, without the young guys, without all these young bats and we'll group them together. I believe they're being called the freshmen based on the Brewers web series, which uh, I think was excellent. And my idea, Um, I think that what the bats, if, if they show out early, which to this point I believe they have, or at least They, I mean, they're, they're fast. They can hit. There's a lot The you know, we'll see the defense come along as well. And then you have this other team like Burns and Woodruff and, and Adamus, who I'll say, yeah, uh, because they're all going to get big contracts. Forgot about yeah, they're, all,
2: they're all gone. When the 2025 season starts, none of those three are in Milwaukee.
1: No. So if you see enough from the young bats, I think the brewers should be, you know, in the front office, make that decision, say, let's do this. Let this is the two years. Let's let's do it if they're coming up because either we get the pitching and the bats aren't ready or the pitching's going to go and then we'll have the bats and we could always try to find guys elsewhere, but we have them now. Let's just, if they, and I feel this way up to, to both equations, if they now get really terrible and are 10 games under, under the break, maybe, maybe let's, let's speed up the process, get these guys out of here, get something back for them. But if they're competing and you know you're probably going to lose Burns and Woodruff. And I'll reiterate this. I don't think these guys – and in sports, I don't think you need to say, well, what am I going to get for him? I need to get something for him. I don't think you do because what you're getting for him is him for you <laughs> for two years.
2: Whoa, I don't know how to even – okay. Yes. So yes.
1: what am yeah. I going to get for – Yes. We don't. if we don't trade Corbin Burns now, what are we going to get for him? What are you going to get for him? You're going to get Corbin You're gonna get Burns. You're going to get two more great years of or Corbin Or two Burns. years. So mm-hmm. I think we need to look at it that way. Instead of trying to sell for pennies. Are the water. 2016
3: Cubs, by the way, a good comp for this team? Because the 2016 Cubs had all those young bats before they got great, before they got paid, before they were established. So is there a, a parallel there well, at all? I haven't really looked at that, but it's something
2: that comes to mind. 2016 was the year they won it all, right? but the year before Chris Bryant was already rookie of the year or runner up to rookie of the year. Right. There was one of the guys, I think Something Bryant like had already, I think, I don't know, but Hey, if that's the comparison, that would be incredible uh, because they want to, well, that's series. that's
3: if the brewers were trying to do it while they had the pitching before the pitching's gone. And while the bats are, are young, but maybe not expensive, like they're trying to, they have these two windows and two time frames, and they just got to merge them just enough to have yeah. that one run, or, or one or
2: two years. Maybe
3: it's this year and next. Maybe it's just next year. Well, I don't know. The Cubs, worth, I,
2: for what it's worth, I saw that the Brewers are twelve million dollars under the payroll that they had last year at this time. Which, by the way, is Josh Hader's salary. But if they would use that twelve, Bart, to your point, and say, "Hey, like we can spend another twelve this year," in some capacity, be it a trade deadline acquisition for a guy that makes a lot for the back half of the year, or whatever it might be. So like there is in theory wiggle room in, you know, unless they were so in the red that they felt they needed to cut 12 million to, you know, make it even the other thing, Bart, that this thought came up while we've been talking about this golden state warriors fan, Bart Winkler has talked about the warriors were doing two paths at the same time. They had their varsity team, staff and clay and Draymond. And then they had their JV team. They had their, uh, their pool and their, uh, um, um, wow, uh, Moody and Kaminga, Wiseman. Who they traded, and like they tried to they tried to thread that needle. I'm kind of feeling like the you know the Brewers are at that. The way you're describing it, almost feels like they have like this outgoing team of old guys, and by old I mean in their late 20s, and then they have like this new crop of guys with the full six years of of service time still left. All of that to say, this is this is so much more exciting. Than Colton Wong and Hunter Renfro, yeah. and like good, fine veteran players. This rules. Like this mm-hmm. gives me like fan juice to like. Oh, I want to watch the games. I'm gonna like even if I miss it, I'm gonna watch it. Um, it's back the same reason
1: I- why this year will be more exciting with Jordan Love. Yes, it's fun. And with Aaron Rodgers,
2: it it is fun. It's it's interesting. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's not true for everyone, but for me, it's very true. Like, for example, when you saw, I don't know how, how intently everyone's watched the games, but there was a play where um, the ball just got in front of the catcher and Terrain went from second to third and, like, barely snuck in under the wire. It was a really close play at third. But those are the kind of, like, Colton Wong is not trying to take that base. You mm-hmm. know, like, Joey Weimer swinging White
3: on. Like, the... isn't trying to take that base? Right. The Grandal, guys that they've had over the years.
2: And I know, like the bigger bases and the fewer. Eduardo people, Escobar. We're just gonna name Brewers. Um, Corey Spangenberg. <laughs> oh, the Brewers are taking it almost like lined up well, like this youth movement lined up well with the increased in speed being a thing that matters. When a season starts, NBA or MLB or NFL, it's always fun in the beginning, right? Because it's new and it's different. But this this is something I feel is going to be more sustainably fun to watch. Because of the speed, because of the youth, because of the energy, Freddie Peralta you know, tearing up at the Bryce Terang moment with his family. Like, it's you know, at this moment, they've played four games out of a possible, you know, out of 162, hopefully out of 170, 180 plus games for the year. But like the early vibes, the early mojo is fun. Like, it's just, it's good. So I answered
3: mm-hmm on behalf of myself. Can I also answer mm-hmm to excitement on behalf of somebody else? Yeah. I'm just going, I'm going to Craig council. I feel like is more excited. I feel like he's been rejuvenated by this. And I think he likes coaching Terang and Weimer and, and experiencing all these things with them. Like, I think that's very rewarding for him because when, when I was at spring training, you know, listening to him talk about the opening day lineup and some of these young guys coming up, like what matters to his players matters to him. He said that so many times. And I think he's, He's he's feeling very rewarded by all of this, and and the comp that I thought of is when you're young, right? Christmas is this magical thing, right? And it's it's you can't sleep the night before Christmas morning, and as you get older, you kind of lose that. But when you have kids, right, that magic comes back. Hell right, yeah, you start dude. seeing wow. the magic of Christmas oh. through their eyes, and I think Council maybe this year, even if it's his last year as a manager, I think he's going to get some more pep in his step because now he is. Viewing the magic of baseball, which he's become so accustomed to, and maybe Woodruff and Burns have, he's getting to experience that through Terang and, and Weimer, and I think he's really going to like that. I think that's going to add to the team.
2: I I I didn't know how good your take would be, you know, because that was I that was great. Why well, it's real, Bart. You're you're both parents. I don't have any kids, but that's the no. You're right. Works, it, I mean, yeah, right?
5: you know of
2: that. <laughs> it, it you're totally okay. right. You uh, accurately summed it up, Grant.
1: I would like to say something about Mark, Mark Antonazio. I'd like to say that. Well, you said it right. You said Antanasio. That was great. That was an accident. <laughs> um, you know, he had his comments and I didn't even read them. I didn't read them. I don't know what he said. I just saw like quote tweets like, oh my God, F this or whatever. We do that every year, don't we? Do Like, do yeah, we right. not? Do we, we know on opening day, Mark's going to talk. There's going to be something we don't like and we're all going to complain about it. Like I, there's, there's certain intersections that I have to go to when leaving the house and the stoplight is longer there and I hate it, but there's nothing I can do about it. It's just a part of life. It's the, it's a part of life. It's, you cannot, it's not going to change. So I did not participate in the Mark. A is cheap discourse this season. Uh, Then I went to go have a beer And the beer was 17 fucking dollars for a River West Stein. Like that, that that's at least a five-dollar increase. What happened there? That was gross. Sure. I'm with you I actually didn't. I didn't buy a second drink because of the fact that then I was gonna have a I like to have a beer and then a rum. And the rum. Was going to be 20 some dollars. So what I did instead was go home and then made a rum and watch the rest of the game.
2: <laughs> so you left because of the price of
1: the beer? Yes. And then I came home, made a drink on my own. And we, then, have,
3: we have concession stand at home. We have drinks yeah. at home.
1: Yeah. So I, I made it at home.
3: Mm hmm. Good take on Mark, by the way. I think sometimes we just complain about him to complain about him. And I think that's casual brewers talk. We're better than casual brewers. Oh, brewers are cheap. Well, they don't have any money. So it's, yeah. it's just nature. It's the way things are.
2: By the way, if, you, if they were to do it, there's what, 10 days left that you can do a poll on Twitter? Is that right? Before we lose our polling power? Or has that already happened?
3: Think of the no. appeal of
2: mm-hmm, mm-mm,
3: When Twitter polls go away, this is going to be folks' only direct source of of. You're just going
2: to have to reply with your favorite mm-hmm. gif or your favorite mm-mm gif. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Good discussion. I think about if there was a Twitter poll, like Brewers fans, like 95% plus would have said mm-hmm, to this question, right? Like that the youth movement is invigorating and has you very optimistic. I, it, are we, are we speaking for Brewers fan by? Yeah, that, no, that coupled
1: with, you know, games are a little more full of action. Like, All right,
2: well, don't, don't cheat me on my next question here, unless you want to call it a segue. I'll, sure. I'll segue this pitch clock in shorter games is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, mm-mm. I hate to
1: agree with my main man Zabe here, but, um, I do. Oh no. Let's see. Yeah. What did, what did my friend, Steve Zaben said, Steve, who got to play a game of catch on the field. I mean, I've been going to Miller park for 15 years. I would never dream of uh, doing something like that. I, I like to go, I like to go to places and report on the team. I don't necessarily like to make it about me. I mean. um,
3: Well, the media does begin with me. I don't know if you've ever heard that.
1: I've heard that. Um, Yeah. He said, (laughs) this is a Steve Zabin tweet. Firmly believe the pitch clock is awesome, but it needs to be 20 and 25, not 15 and 20. A nine inning game that runs about 210 is not enough product. And yes, time at the ballpark is in fact part of the product, not just the 27 outs per side. Uh, the practical minimum length of game should be about two thirty. Average somewhere around three, and long at three thirty. Um, I am I, I brought him up because I'm giving credit to him because I agree for the most part with that. We went from one extreme where it was guys can do whatever, like you can go up and order a hot dog and come back, and nobody, there was no penalty for that. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like you have 15 seconds, go, go, go. We went from one extreme to the other. I think they can add a few more seconds back, not really lose anything. Uh, we'll see if they do that at this point. And I, I will tell you also, when I was at the game, I don't, I, like, I don't know when a pitch clock violation is happening. Uh, I didn't know the, there was a pitch comm issue. I thought like Carrasco had ta- rubbed something on his arm. I didn't know what was going on. I think the ballpark, maybe I'm just stupid, but the ballpark can do a better job of communicating like what actually is happening. Uh, I would like to see that, or the umpires could at least say like pitch violation instead of just going up, hands up, hands this way, point the first base. Like it's okay to speak, you know. I don't I don't mind if they speak. So yeah, Steve Zaban, excellent tweet. I agree with him. Also, God do I love Quick Trip. Holy fuck are their oranges delicious.
3: <laughs> Grant. I like the new rules. I don't remember what the question was,
2: but <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. the pitch clock is awesome. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. and the, the the speed of games, the pitch clock, and the speed of games is awesome. But also,
1: Paul, there's too many people. Like the expression isn't, "Hey guys, don't you really like the that the actions quicker?" People are saying, "Oh yeah, two hours and nine minutes, yes." Like I don't, I'm not in a hurry. Especially if I go to the game. Well, so far I left in the third inning. I think.
3: <laughs> no. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, that I I hadn't thought about that that you want games to be longer because you like watching them, but then you left early, but you like watching TV a lot. That it's one of your passions. Um, and it is one of mm-hmm.
1: my- I'm just starting <laughs> Jessica Jones now on my Marvel watch.
2: Uh, I like that. One, I like Bart, uh, that grant. He said, one of Bart's passions is watching TV. <laughs> like, well, it is. Jesus Christ.
3: Like it's law and order on Thursdays. It's raw. And you, like you came on my show earlier this week and you're like, I, I have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do. I, I don't mind long games. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. So you're someone, you're someone when you watch TV, you're not like actively checking the time and saying, okay, when is this going to be done so I can go get these things done and, well, and go these or you can
1: get right? things done while you watch TV. No, to see, like that's, I so no
3: baseball. Now I like have to
1: focus.
2: So, Grant, what you're describing about Bart, I think, is accurate for you, Bart, right? What did I love TV? I'm a fucking American, what? and I'm fat. Of course, I like TV. No, more more so of like you would do you like you don't mind the game being long because you're you're doing other things while you watch most of your TV programming.
1: Well,
3: like, are I mean, you multitasking like the internet and Granger's stuff? Like scrolling Twitter and doing things; those are two different. No,
2: but like so, like so, but Grant, so the complete opposite is true for me if I'm watching something, no matter what it is, I'm intently solely focused on that product. Mm -hmm. So, and I know I want you to still answer. I will jump, I will jump the the gun here and say, like, for me, it's a heavy, mm -hmm, and obviously you could probably tell that by the framing of the question because I want to watch and not do other things. I want two ten. Fuck, Great. Love it. Like get, you know, I, I got everything I need. There's another game tomorrow. There's another game the next day. There's another game the next day. There's another game the next day. Like I want to, I do want to do other things, but I also want to watch the game. So for me, from like a time management perspective of my own life, yeah, like if I know I can go to a Bucs game and it's going to be over. And by the way, an NBA game is like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, like all in. So anyway, you 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 answer
3: on the Zabin tweet. I just. I just can't imagine getting bent out of shape about five seconds. It's like, I like the new pitch clock, but it needs to be. I don't even know how long it was. I don't, I don't, that it's, I just know that they're going faster and they're being kept to a schedule. It would be like
1: if the play, if the play clock in the NFL went from 45 to 40, you would notice that.
3: I don't know that I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I like that there's a schedule and I, What if the clock the base, all of a sudden it was 19. Baseball's not supposed to have a clock. I understand that in theory right but in practice I like that these games are staying on track I don't think I'm going to think about the pitch clock I don't think I'm going to I'm going to pay attention to it I don't think I'm going to notice it I I think what's nice about these new rules so far is the crummy baseball games aren't going long for the sake of just going long yeah like if it's a two nothing game or 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 like the Brewers Cubs on opening day what was it four nothing and all the runs were scored in one inning that game sucked like we didn't need more of that game I don't think in a great baseball game that the pitch clock is going to prevent us from having this great start to finish game. Like I think we'll still have games that take a little bit longer and are great and we'll enjoy them. But then when there's a game every once in a while, that just completely and totally blows, we'll get it over with. And I am about that. Cause I'll watch Brewers baseball I'll invest time in it. But if a game sucks and I can't get any good content from it, if nothing's interesting to have, then just wrap it up so I can go do something else or watch something else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So but, wait, so, Grant, your answer so your answer is kind of like, you're fine with it. I, I guess I'm, I'd love to summarize your thought there mm-hmm. I will say,, mm-hmm.
3: you do like it. you're I you're don't think it. that these changes really are having the vast impact that everyone like my day to day of watching the brewers really isn't changing. Now, if you're interested in taking the averages of all the games I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. i I don't. I don't care. I don't go to that many games. I go to maybe two or three a summer. I don't live close to the ballpark. I watch the Brewers and that's it. And I don't really care about anything outside of that.
2: I would tell you that I'm much more likely. So Bart, I think you talked about this with your friend, Chuck Freeman at different points. You talked about how like the NBA is a national sport where you can like watch other teams and the Brewers or MLB is a regional sport. You just kind of watch your team and you're not going to watch the, the Rays against the Orioles on a random game. The the speediness of the game now where i think i could actually get one in in 2 hours and 10 minutes has me much 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 more likely to watch a random game knowing that i don't have to commit somewhere between 3 to 4 hours interesting so i, that I don't like that you said get one in
3: i immediately thought of sex that's instantly where my brain no, went
1: No, i'm not thinking i'm not thinking of uh intercourse i'm thinking of i'm thinking of uh like, it feels like a chore to you. Oh, I got to get this game in. I, I want
2: like – I'm scared. If you're planning out your day – So you know, do you
1: need to watch the whole – you can't just turn on Sunday Night Baseball and watch
2: three innings and then, like, turn it off? Mm-mm. That's – yeah, that's that's what I do. I would rather watch the condensed game after the fact in the 15 minutes than watch a red – Do you, you ever, like,
1: you, just to have sports on to have sports on? Almost never. And, like, not pay attention to it? Interesting. Again?
2: Almost never. It's either a fully dedicated like – I've, I've so you've never had the joys of a golf nap? Never. Oh God. This is the whole reason I love NASCAR. I just turned it on and there's something on it. I don't <laughs> okay, I've, never, I've never had a NASCAR nap. I've never had a golf nap. I didn't say this is a good thing about me. I just said it's a thing about me. It's like, yeah. It's either it's either you get my full attention or no.
1: Oh.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. Any other thoughts on well, I would say this too. As an as a consumer of baseball, I love the shift being gone i think that there's more people are i feel like swingers people are swinging earlier i've not seen the stats it feels like people are swinging earlier in the count that there's more like that the players and probably the the analytics people who are telling the players this there's a higher likelihood to get hits now or at least that's the the assumption the the hypothesis so like how many first pitch hits have the brewers had i don't know the number but like it feels like a lot it feels like they're swinging earlier So there's other things happening, too. I love the speed on the base pads. I saw after the first two games of the season, I saw like a stolen base leaders chart. And the Orioles had a guy with Mm -hmm. four and a guy with three. After two games, stolen bases, like Mullins and um, I don't know. But it feels like the game is not just from a pitch clock perspective, but from the shift being banned, from the bases and the the emphasis on pickoff moves, that the game is moving differently. And I I approve of it. Okay. I'm going to look up who it is. Stealing all these bases, yeah. Please tell me. I did see there were two Orioles that were first and second. I think the- it's Mateo. Well, Julio, Mateo. well,
3: I bring it up because there's a guy who went to my high school who's now in the majors with the Orioles, and I don't know if he's a base stealer.
2: Uh, are you just the new Ryan Horvath? Did you also hit a home run against this guy in Joliet Catholic? No, but I do you know Delilah <laughs> um, from the song? Hey, Delilah. Are you gonna
3: have this guy on your show when the Brewers play Baltimore? His name's, his name's Taryn Vavra. He played at uh, the U of M. His, his dad was co- a coach for the Twins for the long time. He's only has four at-bats. He has one hit and one strikeout. I don't All see right. steals. All right, let's pivot
2: to Bucks. Um If the Bucks don't win the title, <gasps> if they don't win the title, the team that you would say is most likely to be the one that knocks them out can be the East, it can be the West, the Bucks don't win the title. The team that would be most likely to knock them out, that you would be fearful of them being knocked out by, is the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Or mm Do you know
1: my take by now that you could say it for me or not, Grant?
3: Do you want me, you me to could... say it for you? I could. I could do your take. Say my take. Mm-hmm. And I said this on CBS Sports Radio the other day. <laughs> not all across the country um i um, i i I said this i think on monday before going home to watch seven avengers movies while my son (laughs) played in another room
2: Hmm.
3: i think that the bucks can beat anyone in the nba they can Hmm. knock off the sixers they can knock off i I think the celtics can knock off the bucks the celtics are the only team that can knock off the bucks the celtics can lose to anybody The, the boston celtics could beat the bucks nobody else can beat the bucks i i botched that i'm sorry but you get the point
2: Bart, was that pretty yeah, accurate? You started at the
1: end. You were so eager to get a dig on me about my Avengers love. I know, and then I botched the take. Only the Celtics can beat the Bucks. That's it. End of story. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Suns of KD is like an all-timer of a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I would put Boston, Suns. Uh, Denver? No, nah, that's the Finals. I, I will bet my –
2: penis on that <laughs> wait on what let's get this let's get this straight let's get this yeah you'll bet that on what i will bet my penis that denver
1: doesn't
3: make the finals i'll swim across lake michigan if, what was chuck's lake michigan bet if the brewers don't time, make the playoffs so i'll swim across lake michigan there you go gotta way player yeah I didn't, i'm I, not gonna bet my genitals but it'll it'll be the celtics the playoffs are like years long Right. Like I looked it up the other day, the NBA finals start, I think on June 1st and they could go two weeks, two and a half weeks into June. And it's April right now, like fourth, fifth, it's early April when this podcast is going to drop. So there's a lot of ground to cover. The suns get hurt a lot, right? The Clippers get hurt a lot. The Lakers get hurt a lot. The Sixers, James Harden get hurt a lot. The bucks, they don't get hurt. A, they don't get hurt a lot, but they're not as deep as Boston and they're a little older. So if if there's any team in the NBA, I think that's the best bet to stay healthy throughout the whole thing. It's Boston. And for that reason, I I think they're most likely to knock off the Bucks more than anyone else. Bart's future boss
2: at the Ringer, Bill Simmons, which, by the way, I'm going to share this with your audience, Bart. Grant, you know how, like, the Ringer has... Like regional pods. do we'll just
1: keep telling me to
2: go apply for the ring. No, I'm not telling you to apply for anything. I'm telling you that this show was built to be the regional answer to like the ringers Philly special and their Orlando show. And like this, this is like tailor made. I stuff. want that pod.
3: I, I want that podcast. I am of the youth. I am, the, I am what they want. I can do some dumb article on Succession. I can watch four seasons of Succession and count how many times they say the F word. Is that what you need? I can shit out content like that at the ringer. Of course, I'm happily employed, but...
2: Uh, right, but, like, right. See, that's why I didn't say whatever. you, Grant. That was the only thing that stopped me from saying you. You're happily employed. Bart has not been on national radio in, like, minutes, hours even, since the last time Bart's... Well, I Bart TV. with Bill... <laughs> Imagine on with Bill Simmons and Rosillo. No, it would be really good. It would be extremely yeah, good. Yeah, I would punk would those be fucker. Fucker. I would punk. Wait, I said I would punk those fuckers, yes. And, I mean, if there's any – if you've learned anything, it's that if you're really abrasive, people will hire you. All of this to say, they were talking about – They'd be like, why should, why should Giannis be the MVP? And I'll be like, shut up, Bill, you
1: Celtics-loving loser. And he'll be like, shit, you're hired.
2: <laughs> Damn. And he used to say, Hey, do you know how I, I have access to the Brewers? Wait, I don't have access to the Brewers because I. No? Okay. Um, <sighs> I don't know what you'd bring to the table. All of this to say they were talking about a second round matchup of Kings, uh, Kings, Cavs, Bucks. And they're trying to figure out are there enough like, big Donovan Mitchell games? Is there enough Bucks cold shooting games? Are the Cavs winning more than one in the second round series against the Bucks? Like if that goes to six seven like how do you feel about are the bucks a shoe-in to get to the eastern conference finals to play boston or philly or is there something with cleveland that gives you any pause whatsoever
1: uh yeah if uh if covid shuts down the league and then they don't play for four months and have to go play at disney world then i could see the Cavs getting the bucks
2: by the way they concluded that they would not but you know like bud throws away game ones pretty casually the Bucks yeah. will have a cold shooting game. Donovan Mitchell could put up 60 in a game or two. You know, is it enough to force a game seven? Anyway, all that. that yeah.
3: Um, yeah, that's it'll, the correct math. By the way, they'll lose one of the first two at Milwaukee because. Oh yeah, because that's just that's what what, what he'll does do. he'll he'll, and he'll then take Donovan his, Mitchell will have a game where he goes nuts and it'll go six. That's how I would see that going. Yeah. All
2: right. Speaking of which, a uh, conversation I heard. Um, this might have been. Bucks throw in Zach Lowe on his podcast. They were talking about like how Jaron Jackson Jr. is the presumed defensive player of the year. But the conversation that they got into was that the presence of Giannis and they're not being a Giannis in Memphis to kind of help Jaron Jackson Jr. is hurting Brooke Lopez's candidacy because Giannis is so good. And so it's like, well, how much is that help there and whatever else? All right. So it sounds like in some order, the top three finishers for defensive defensive player of the year will be Brooke Lopez Giannis with then presumed winner Jaron Jackson Jr. If you had to say, if you you're on a national radio show as the guest and they said, uh Grant, hey Bart, the Bucks I should be so well, yeah, keep dreaming, pal. The Bucks best defensive player is Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Or mm mm. No, it's uh, no.
1: Hmm. It's still Giannis. It's Giannis. But that's no and shade so, on Brooke.
2: That's, that's nothing against Brooke. Giannis but, it, but, it, Giannis. but it could be what's keeping Brooke from winning though, because if he's not even the best defensive player on his own team, how can he be defensive player of the year? Yet Brooke is going to finish ahead of Giannis in the, in the polling. Right. So it's like, can, so it's almost like Giannis, it's, it's fair to say, I think based on the conversation I heard with Zach Lowe was that Giannis being Giannis, just by nature of his presence and being a better defender than Brooke Lopez it means Brooke Lopez can't be defensive player of the year in the whole league. So anyway, that's kind of a Bart, you were saying more, but go ahead.
1: Oh yeah. I, I uh, was talking this morning uh, or two mornings ago or three mornings ago or whatever, but it's I so brought up, days. I brought up Ty Windish, gave him a little shout out. Nice. From Eurostep podcast. You know, he lives in the Fox cities. And so he's covering a lot of games up there. But then he went to a Bucks game recently, and it was just a good reminder for him. But he said it's just it's a nice it's nice to like watch Giannis in person every now and then, you know, because you watch him on TV and there's still like some separation. When you see him up close, it's really like oh my goodness. And I do think there is this sort of Giannis fatigue that's happening, and it's weird too because Giannis isn't good enough to win the MVP because of like some fatigue. Mm-hmm. But then Brooke can't win the defensive player of the year because Giannis is there. Yeah, isn't that fun? And people say, well, Giannis you win the MVP. Who's around him? And then well, Brooke's around. It's just so it's a weird, it's a weird thing. You just want you just want guys to be uh, you know, appreciated and and uh, honored for for their talents and what they do. But if you do have to get to the nitty-gritty of it, then then maybe that's the default. Maybe, yeah, there's no Giannis. It should be Jaron Jackson Jr. But I think what Brooke is doing is uh, even with without Giannis, I mean, he's having a tremendous season. And So, yes, it's nice to have Giannis. But that, that's like just because you have one all-star on a team doesn't mean you can't have two. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they complement each other in a way. So I would still like to see um, me try to figure out what my point is. But instead, I'm just going to uh, leave it to Grant. Uh,
2: Bro- Grant, uh, welcome yes. to the National Radio Show. Uh, I am your host, Zach Lowe. Bill Simmons, I don't. Know. Uh, Grant, I know you're uh, you're a Bucks guy. You cover the Bucks. Uh, Giannis is their best player, their best defensive player. Excuse me. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. can you ask?
3: I will cosplay being on a radio show, but you need to you need All to right. ask it like a radio host would. Yeah, yeah we-
1: No national shows doing.
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm,
3: sorry.
2: Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. I've got Grant Bills here, the Wisco Grant. We call him sometimes. Uh, we're just having a little NBA conversation. We want to get someone in uh, from the Milwaukee area. Uh, and uh, we wanted to ask him. We we're having a debate about defensive player of the year, Grant Bills. Uh, and we we're we we're do this segment called mm mm-hmm, mm. It's really fun. It's really catching fire across the country. Yeah, real fun. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Hey. Thanks, guy, producer. So, uh, Grant Bills, we just wanted to ask you. We we're trying to debate, you know, Giannis and Brook Lopez. Uh, so it's called mm mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. You say mm hmm if you agree, and mm mm-hmm mm if you don't agree. Uh, Giannis Anadakumpo is uh, the Bucks okay. best defensive player, mm-hmm or mm-hmm, Grant Bills.
3: Yeah, Giannis is their best defensive player, and Paul. I appreciate you guys having me and and Bart. Nice to be on as always. Giannis is their best defensive player, but you know, on some of these contenders, you have a roster that eats itself just a little bit, right? So Giannis is is more energy. We're a very energetic show that allows him to.
2: What? We're a very energetic show. If you could kind of pick up the energy. Oh Jesus!
3: You. If we're if we're role-playing radio, I if I am the guest, I have to bring a polishness that you guys are not. Yeah. What do you want me to do you want to do WWE? I I I can't yes, do that. Cut, That's cut, your job. Cut, cut me a promo. Look, here's here's what it comes. Here's what I was gonna say about Brooke. Brooke allows them to play the type of defense that they do this year because they've stopped giving up threes, trusting Brooke. And what he can do on the back end allows them to do that. Like that's a very direct result this year of how good Brook is. Like if you watch the Bucks every night, you can see compared to last year and the year before, it just sucks for Brooke that Yas is also unbelievable and Drew is also unbelievable. So they're probably gonna split votes and none of them will win.
2: Yeah, it sounds like for what it's worth.
3: I wish that radio bit would have went better. I feel like that had potential in it and it just flopped, but that's
2: fine. Well, Paul yeah. cut
1: you off. He ruined. He
2: ruined his own bit. <laughs> I wanted. To, I, 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 okay. I just thought he'd hear it, like because it was that was that was boring. He was being boring. You got to pick up the – no. Um, Sports radio is boring sometimes.
1: You didn't even – he talking for 10 seconds. I was he bored. Let not the meat of the potato.
3: I was bored. If I am one of the hosts, then I could – I wasn't a host. I was a guest. I was a contributor.
1: Yeah, guests are always boring. The whole
2: point of a guest is to kill 10 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't be the whole point. But then, Grant, once you were just Grant again and not and not guest on the national show, Grant, then you were great. Then it was very entertaining. Um, Um, Well, they have three unbelievable defenders
3: and they all do different things and they all make each other better. I I just don't know if that reflects in awards. I I don't know if these awards are always the truest reflection of of how great a a defender is or how good a team is. And that's just the way that it works sometimes.
2: It it, it sounds like there's a chance. um, Drew could get first team all defense NBA. Giannis will likely get first team all defense. Brooke, I mean, could the Bucs have three First, has that ever happened? Has there ever? I mean, at the very least, the Bucs should have three of first team, second team, all defense, NBA. I wonder if that's ever happened.
3: Yeah. This is where it would be nice to have Bill Simmons or, or Zach Lowe or somebody. They could speak to this.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, sorry for ruining the bit. I think the answer is, mm-hmm, no, Giannis. No. Giannis will finish behind Brooke Lopez in the Defensive Player of the Year rankings. And Giannis's presence does, unfortunately for Brooke, hurt his chances because it's like, oh, well. Jaron Jackson Jr. is covering up for, like, who? Like, everybody, whereas there's Brooke, and there's Giannis, and there's like, I'm, Drew. And... I'm also,
3: outside of MVP, I'm just, I'm not a huge awards guy, and seeing we've talked about the ringer, let's bring the ringer up again. I just get so annoyed by, like, Rasillo and Simmons getting together every week for the last two months of the season, and it's like, well, Ryan, I don't know if we've seen a collection of defenders like this in the last 16 or 17 years, and then Rosillo will be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just looking at some of the numbers, and I, I, I just don't know who I'm going to have on my ballot, and I, I haven't decided yet. we got a lot of games left. It's like, I get it. You guys both have fucking votes. Like, yeah, give us an update on where you're leaning, please, every week. It's so – it's such good content. So for that reason, it's it's like, well, I want my first team all-NBA to be able to play on a basketball court. Like, if you played a game, it should make sense, right? And then Russell's like, yeah, but then what do you do with players who are, who are tweeners? You look at some of the advanced numbers and cleaning the glass. It's like, yeah, just throw out buzzwords, and, yeah, it really – like we it really, it's, it's, great content guys. So I think I'm just like DPOI like defensive player of the year and first team all the, it's just, I'm so sick of basketball podcasts just doing that for the final month of the season. And that's the whole show. So yeah, I'm fatigued. I'm voter
2: fatigue. Grant, you gave me a good segue and I'm going to take it. Your favorite, t- your favorite discussion with, and Bart loves this topic about NBA MVP voters, but I, I this is what I'm genuinely curious about. Everything I ask is because I, I'm, I want to have a conversation about, that's why I ask the questions I do. Um, NBA mm-hmm. MVP voters should take into account the historical implications of who they vote for. So the the pro point to that is like Jokic should be the first player since Bird to win 3 in a row, I think is what that, right? So a voter, mm-hmm. you're a voter, you should take into account that historical implication. You should not just look at it in a vacuum of this season, you should take into account the historical implications of that vote. Mhm. Or Mm-mm. it's mm-hmm, because up until this year,
3: we've done that. And when you do an award based on precedent and you build continuously one year to the next, you can't just all of a sudden stop doing that because now we need to go back and reinvestigate and relitigate all these previous MVPs that were done differently. Unless you're doing like a hard cutoff. Like, like I, the, the example I use on my show is like uh, BC or AD, right before Christ, after death, or I don't know what the secular version of that is before current era or whatever, unless we're doing a hard cutoff and the NBA community is all of a sudden going to decide that we're doing it differently now. And that is a a point in history then I, then it needs to be done the way that it's always been done. Otherwise that minimizes previous MVPs. And I don't like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Because now you're going to give Jokic, if you're going to give Jokic his third one uh, in a row, that has not happened since the 80s, since bird, and there is a fatigue factor to it where they look and they're like, we can't give it to Jordan every year. We have to give it to someone else. We can't give it to LeBron every year. We have to give it to someone else. Well, but if, if they're the MVP, it doesn't it, so it like the MVP and I'm with you, Grant. I mean, they talk about it too much. You start to see MVP ladders all the way back in on NBA.com in fucking December. I mean, it's too much. So yeah, and it just seems like that's all like people want to talk about and Matt more of hardwood paroxysm is like melting underneath the weight of trying to get Jokic to be the mvp and it's it's like going to kill his brain cells he's trying so hard i just it, you have to like the mvp it's not the mvp the mvp is never the mvp it's it's who should we give this award to who do we like the best who's had a good season with all these other weird qualifiers that we make up as we go along. Well, he doesn't go deep in the playoffs. He can't be the MVP, but isn't he the MVP of the regular season? Who is the most – I still look at it as as it's most – it's most true. Who is the most valuable to their team? And if it's it's Giannis, it's Giannis. If it's uh, Embiid, if it's
2: Embiid. I think Peyton Manning should have got it the year the Colts went 2-14. So wait, Bart. Do you do you want to give it to the best player or the most valuable player, or are those two always in lock? Like- the
1: the the word is, it says most valuable player. So give it to the most
2: valuable player. Then I would I would rule Giannis out. The Bucks no. without Giannis are better than the Nuggets without Jokic. The Bucks without Giannis are better than the Sixers without Embiid. Because the well, Bucks without
1: Jokic, Jokic only plays with the starters. Huge conspiracy. Denver is a piece of shit. Fuck them. Hate their team. They're 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 too high in the sky. No one should be allowed to play there. their airports full of Illuminati piece of shit. Fuck.
3: We should definitely do a podcast on the Denver airport. I I, look, if you want to do value, first of all, you have to really like be obnoxious about it. Like Cowherd does. You have to say it's the most valuable as you lean into your microphone and say it that way. That's what it is. If you could. I know, but it's, but it's not, it's not, we can't, it's like, it's like the Supreme court with porn. We can't decide, we can't put it into words what it is, but we all know it. Like we've all understood for however many years now that it's a mix of most valuable and best stats, and it's a little bit of an achievement, like who had the best season, but then it's also previous precedent and playoff performance. And we've all understood for years that that's how it worked. We've all, it was this unspoken thing. And and you can go back and see the voting because it's always reflected. We always say, oh, closest MVP ever. And then the voting's not close at all. Because in our mind, it's like, wow, this was a close one. But we all obviously agree it's Harden or it's Giannis. And for years, it worked that way. And then this year, everyone decided to get stupid. And then all the MVP voters are like, why did this get so toxic? I hate what's happened to the MVP conversation. It's like, well, look in a mirror. Like, it's your fault. And also, Matt Moore, Jokic winning three in a row is stupid. And you're going to get called out for that. So if you don't want to be bullied and you don't want your timeline to be so toxic, then don't be wrong. Like, that's step number one. And I I think he's starting to come around. I think we have bullied the the Jokic people into being correct so bullying does in fact
2: work sometimes life lesson so wait so Bart your answer is that they should consider the historical implications mm -hmm, or mm -hmm.
1: whatever the answer is to not give Jokic three in a row yes so yes yes okay because what you're saying and what Eric name told me and and that was a great interview you can go back and find it is you're saying that no one has had as good of a three-year stretch in the last 40 years until Nikola Jokic
2: See, but uh, the one thing I didn't like about that argument... And that that just wouldn't be true. The one thing I don't like about the argument, though, is it's all relative to the other players of whom were in that same three-year span. So it's not that necessarily that Jokic hasn't had the best three-year consecutive streak ever. It's that no player's ever had such a good three-year stretch. Or has there not been someone else there... Look, second, I'm going to, I'm
1: going to, I'm going to, I'm going to end the MVP talk. That's fine. Um, I, I, I just can't, I can't, I can't stand. He's getting so toxic. Oh, I, but I can't stand this guy. He is, he is a stat padding meanie. He's a son of a gun. He's a, he's a fiddlestick head. I don't, he, I don't like him. I don't like him. I just don't. I'm sorry. Do I have an answer or a reason why? Maybe I don't no, like how he looks. Maybe I'm a bad person. I don't like him. I don't like him. He should not be getting the MVP. I don't like that everyone's in love with him. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Please, God, I, 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 I please, I would, if God said, Bart, you get one wish, I'd say, Jokic, not MVP. He'd say, world peace. I'd say, I've told you. He'd say, meaning of life. I'd say, God. He'd say, yeah, did, did I from the dead? Your, uh, your assurances that I'd say, can you just fucking listen to me, God? I don't want Jokic to be the MVP. Get it through your thick skull. Why don't you work seven days a week like the rest of us?
2: Oh God, is that lightning? (laughs) All those good place place points you picked up by not stealing the thing that you didn't steal from the AmFam parking lot. You just lost multiples of said good place points.
1: But I think God would appreciate. I talk to him like I talked to one of my buddies because God is my friend and he's with me wherever I go. She's with me wherever I
2: go. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to frame this question. Grant, how, how much do you watch WWE? I know you watched WrestleMania on Sunday. Very little. Very little. Almost none. Why did you watch it? I got invited to a party.
3: Tell us more. It was at the American Legion. Uh, I work with radio people who all love wrestling. And our rock station, 95.7 The Rock, uh, the afternoons guy, loves wrestling. And he's always inviting me to his Functions. At his house. And I can never go because I'm never free on the weekend because I'm either in Milwaukee with my girlfriend or she's here. And I don't know that she wants to it, nothing against him. It's just, hey, babe, we're gonna go watch wrestling with other men and eat meat for a couple of hours in a backyard. She's never been about it. So Sunday night, it's at the American Legion, which is right up the street from my house. I'm I'm in. So I was along for the ride. I had some wings and uh some pulled pork and watched WrestleMania. And I was doing the thing every time uh Brock Lesnar did the throw who's he throwing uh what was his name Omas. Udo, Udo. Omas. yeah Omas. J- every time he would throw him everyone would yell something
2: and uh yeah that was my Sunday that was why who'd you who'd you like who stood out to you great? I'm just curious from like a casual who you're like oh yeah that guy I like that guy I
3: loved the intercontinental match between uh Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre I didn't know that I, I didn't know that I was pulling for anyone Everyone in the bar wanted Sheamus. I don't just I just don't like the red hair. so I think that turned me off of him. I was kind of happy that he didn't win. although I not happy in the bar everyone was really bummed. I, I kind of I don't know red hair the, the chops
2: I, no it wasn't for me. So grant, you might not have the background to answer this question because you're you're a casual, which is fine. Hey Bart. Uh, Vince McMahon is officially back. And he's been sent here to destroy the WWE. He's, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he got a $9.2 billion valuation. Awesome. But now he's back in charge of creative. Vince is going to destroy everything that Triple H started to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Or mm And by the way, goodbye to everybody. Thank you for listening. For those who are like, I don't care. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Have a nice day. For those of you who are still here, Bart, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Vince is going to destroy all of this goodwill that was built up. The way I feel about Jokic, you feel about Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, I think you're overreacting a little bit. They're not going to not... like WWE's been good. It's
2: not just going to turn to shit. Uh, do you remember what it was for years prior to this recent better stretch? Shit. Yeah, well, he got his sail. He's
1: got his mustache. Oh. The 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 thing I worry about with this new Endeavor thing is... I think they might take pay-per-views back to Mm. pay-per-views charge me 50 bucks a month to watch them instead of on Peacock.
2: Mm.
3: So I, it's, it, it seems like you are accusing Paul of thinking and talking about Vince McMahon, the way that you do with Elon Musk. That's mm. how I'm reading this conversation.
1: Well, why is the Doge icon still on my Twitter?
3: I don't know. Twitter's been pissing me off this week because the and I don't like how the, the replies actually.
1: look. The replies look bad. You can't see what they're replying to, or that it is a reply.
3: I know, and now there'll be retweets, and I can't see who retweets them. So I, I, I get it. You've just been on the crusade against Elon, and now you're telling Paul, look, like, it's not that, it's not that bad. So I'm, the, the,
1: I I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just i I'm not, I'm just a normal semi suburban dad who wakes up. Wants to see my kid off to school. Go work my hardworking two-hour job at CBS Sports Radio, and the first thing I wake up to is Paul's whole diatribe about how Vince has ruined the ruined the WWE and how it's ruined wrestling for him and all this stuff. And it's like, my guy, I haven't even I haven't even had the chance to make my first cup of coffee. And I gotta defend Vince McMahon, not because I don't disagree with Paul in any way, but I just I just don't think any human should be attacked that way outside of Nikola Jokic
2: to my buddy God. Yeah, Grant, great point. Um, I think your Elon <laughs> Bart has the feelings on Jokic or Elon the way I do about Vince. Elon's such a loser. Who is Elon. Vince McMahon. Oh, Vince McMahon. All right. Well, we don't have to talk anymore about this. I'm entertained. Like if Triple
3: H was in charge, is Cody Rhodes with Sunday night? So that's a great question, Bart. What's your answer? Mm-hmm or mm-mm. so I think I was gonna. I
1: had the t- the tweet ready. I said that where my tweet was gonna be. This motherfucker really went and started AEW. Came back and one was the one to pin Roman Reigns. And while that would have been a good story, it's also like WWE is almost giving themselves a loss there. Vince couldn't
2: do it, man. Cody will win at some point, you would think. Yeah, but I saw Triple H explain in his post-event press conference that it was, oh, that's just the end of one chapter, and now there's another chapter that might whatever. So, And I saw that Cody Rhodes, friend of show Cody Rhodes, his reward for not winning the title was to get his head stomped in for seven minutes by Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw. So, Yeah. I think I think, mm-hmm, Grant. Cone I think Rhodes. I think Triple H would have put Cody over Vince. However, different story.
3: Well, boys. Well, I'm just frustrated because they've done that ending before. We've seen that before. That match, that pin. It's it wasn't Shut even up. creative. You know, it's that's, By the
1: way, Solo Sequoia uh, does follow me on Twitter. Mm. Uh, he was on my show. People forget at the toy drive.
2: Bart, who dethrones Roman, and how long from now, in your opinion? Who dethrones Roman? And how long from now? Who dethrones Roman? You gotta, you gotta put, you gotta put a thousand dollars down on one person.
3: Well, he already put his dick on something else. Yeah, I put my it's penis
1: on Jokic and the Nuggets. I, I didn't put my penis on Jokic, but you know what I mean. Um, I well, that's not what I heard,
3: but I, I know what you mean.
2: Hopefully, uh, your, hopefully your Winkler quotes person is uh, not paying too close of attention. To that.
3: Uh, it's got to be, it's got to be Cody,
1: uh, Cody or uh, the rock. Sami Zayn. It's got to be Sami Zayn. Punk. Dean Ambrose
2: coming back. Then it would be more than five years from now when his contract runs out from AEW. What if it's what if
1: Roman holds the title for like another twenty years and then it's minus one uh, Brody Lee's kid that comes and does the job? That at would age be 30. amazing. <laughs> I don't. Know How do this. these factions end? I saw a great tweet from Dave Hero. It, what what, what if it's one of what if one of the Usos beats him for it? It's got to be from within. It's got to be Jay. Okay. Or solo, I guess, if
2: they really want to build him up. It's got to be Jay Uso. If this whole thing started with Jay. It's got to be Jay. I wouldn't trust anybody with the title who follows you on Twitter, you know? So it can't be solo.
1: That's true. Also, AEW follows me. So
2: take that up your ass and fucking spit it out your mouth. <laughs> did that happen when you did the Giannis video of him almost tearing his ACL on the ring rope? Is that when that follow happened? uh i, I think, think it was so. right yeah are you not coming with me to aew next week no nope. shame grant who beats roman reigns and
1: then we'll go sammy Zayn. Sami's there you go whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. let's go bam, bam. could it be kevin owens Z- Zayn. all right uh love
1: you guys get the fuck out of my sight Always a good time chopping it up with those young men. Do appreciate that. I also appreciate when you guys send voicemails into the Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. You can call 402-915-BART to leave a voicemail. You can go to BartWinklerShow.com and check out Carl's Place. And that is uh, some good stuff. The golf simulators is we're starting to get that itch. You customize your own. Uh, they've got, like, different bays in terms of sizes, but then if you've got a specific space, they can tailor-make it to that space. So let's start with, how about this one? Vincent in Anaheim, who the the long-running bit is, because he used to call the radio show and mention something from two months prior. He's a little more caught up on the podcast. Here's Vincent.
5: Hey, what's up, Bart? Long time, no talk for me. <laughs> Not to play, man. You know, it's Vincent and Anna. High. you don't want to say what's up. Hey, I got your shout out. I got your shout out. I just finished March 28th episode. It's April 5th, as we speak. <laughs> I just finished that I just finished it last night. You know what I mean? So thanks for the shout out. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I gave it, man. Yeah, you know, it takes me forever. So I'm usually a week behind now. i usually a week behind. I got other things I listen to, so I try to listen to it all that. Man, but shout out, man. But, hey, this is my take. You know, I love the show. And it's on your website. Keep doing your thing, player, man. You know, you put in that work. You hustling, man. So even since day one, after everything happened at the fan, you know, you, you put in that work, man. You hustle. And everybody else has podcasts, too. You know what I mean? So it, it's pretty cool. But anyway, man, first, go Brewers. What's up, Tim? Trey, man? love it. All the time Start off like that, player, Go Brewers. I don't. You might get mad, but this is my take. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded before you hear this, then it's all good. But I'm thinking, because all y'all motherfuckers, all y'all Aaron Rodgers haters, I mean, I'm down with the Packers. Go Pack, motherfucking go to the Super Bowl. I want them to win for show. You know what I mean? I don't care if Jordan Love's the quarterback. I want my team to win a Super Bowl. So I'm going to root for Jordan Love. I wish him the best success. But I don't like you hating hating on Aaron Rodgers, a California guy from California. I do like Cal, where he came. You know, he went to, he went to college for it. So that's why I kind of, you know, have that thing for him. I'm with Orvax, you know, so we'll see. But imagine, because y'all motherfuckers are like, oh, you know, Packers can take their time. They should take their time. But imagine this. Imagine if Packers can't make the trade. The Jets say, fuck it, Packers. We fucked up. But I ain't going to bend over backwards for y'all. So you can keep Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers stays. He comes back. He comes to training camp. And he beats Jordan Love in a QB competition. Now imagine that shit. I don't know what will happen. But if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's the performance is there, the performance is there. You know, Now that will be some slapping to the face this Aaron Rodgers haters. But we'll see, man. I would just say Aaron Rodgers done was fucked up. I want to see him fully healthy. And we'll see what happens. But whatever happens, I'm still down with the Packers. I don't like all of Aaron Rodgers hate, but I love it. Everybody has their opinion. A fan could be a fan, whatever, man, but fuck all the haters, right? All right, <laughs> all right Park, man, keep doing your thing. How about them Brewers? I just I just, you know, I had to check in with Tim Allen over there on the other side. You know, I had to check in uh, you know, his postkin show. I like it, man. Tim Allen, I think, has a post-game show like usually at six PM. That's cool that you can go on, you do your thing after right after the pitch. So you're not really interfering with that, man. So, you know, it's all good part do your thing. Go Brewers! Hey, hey, but, watch out for my Lakers. Watch out for my Lakers now. All those non-believers. All right.
1: I think the system, once you start talking Lakers. Hey, I, I believe with you with the Lakers. Yeah, we're going to do uh, Brewer postgame shows. We'll be at a more of a random occurrence. I can tell you the next one. Still not sure about Sunday, but Wednesday afternoon, we should be able to do one. They're out West next week. And, uh, I mean, we can live. We can live without doing And it'll, pr- it'll bring me the opportunity to, bra- to provide you more content, different content, than saying, oh, Brewers beat the Diamondbacks. Oh, I love these young guys. I mean, I do, and they will, but still. Also, the Jets are not going to back away from Aaron Rodgers. Two words, Tim Boyle, sign there. Wow. Uh, I mean, could you be any more desperate, Jets? The Jets are playing this all wrong. They should be flirting with Lamar Jackson. They should be interested in uh, Mac Jones. They should be putting out all these feelers there, trying to get the Packers to think that they actually aren't desperate, and instead they sign Tim Boyle. Uh, The Jets are an embarrassment to negotiations across the country, and I'm someone who has tried to negotiate raises several times to the grand total of zero new dollars. Here is John in Franklin.
6: Good morning, John and Franklin. Happy Friday. Let's bring that back. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Couldn't ask more out of this team, seriously. You know, you can always find flaws, but seriously, this, this this team has brought us a lot of exciting moments, and there's a lot more to come. Yes, I am a little bit concerned about the matchup with Boston, but I can guarantee I'm not losing sleep about it. And this team's going man they, they they look unstoppable, but there's gonna be some there's gonna be some uh, challenges. This isn't just gonna be an easy ride to the title, but uh, we all just gotta kind of hang hang loose. I know there's some overreaction to our, our knockoff version of Skip Bayless and his commentary about Middleton. just relax, understand what what he does. Okay, we, uh, you can always find fault with anything, but this, this team brings us so much joy. And, and
1: uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but is he calling Hot Take Jake, our version of Skip Bayless?
6: Watching this team brings me joy when the ball's swinging around and they're flipping their passes and Giannis is me mugging. I mean, come on. We're living in good times. Very excited about the rumblings about other teams showing interest in Rogers. This is what needs to happen. Rogers isn't going away without a first-round pick in compensation. That's just stupid. I I, don't, I I understand bargaining, okay? I'm a negotiator. I love doing it. There's. I love the back and forth. But don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. You know, seriously, did you get on that plane and just think we were going to give him away? I mean, come on. And, and if they're going to continue to be that way, we already know our path forward. Okay, Jordan Love is starting game one for the Packers. This is what's happening regardless of what chaos is going on with Rodgers. We are we need to isolate ourselves from it. We know what we're going to do, and let's hope this kid is our third-grade quarterback and
1: hope he doesn't go off the rails at the end of his career. <laughs> I'm out. All right, yeah, that's another thing. Future Jet Jordan Love. One more. This is Matt in the Falls. Uh does have some things to say about I take jake hey bart it's me um i got a few things on my mind
7: um crazy um so let's see i was just re-listening to uh last night's episode um and i got to the part with my friend jake and um it's it's just really it's really tricky because I think that there is a lot of truth to what he says and his opinions on Chris Middleton. Um, but for me, um, it's just, it's hard to listen to because A, I love Chris Middleton and he, he is, he's, a, he's a cherished athlete in my heart. Um, but I mean, he's, he's kind of right and I'm scared about the future, but I'm also upset. Because I don't want to be thinking about this right now. I don't want, like, we just wrapped up the one seat overall. We're the best team. We have, like, this is the best roster we've ever had. And we should be just getting super fucking excited for these playoffs. And my friend Jake is just, he's a he's, he's storm cloud over my head when it comes to the Bucks, And I still love him. But, Jake, we got we to gotta put a pin in this until after the playoffs. Like, I can't. I can't be like coming on to the post game after we, you know, s- sweep our first round opponent and be listened to, oh, well, are we going to extend Middleton? I-, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, don- I won't do it, and I can't. Um, so that's that on Middleton. Let's just put, a, just put a pin, just put a pin in all the future stuff, and let's just focus on this playoff run. That's all we should be caring about right now. Um, second, I am worried about the Celtics. Um, if if you watched that game the other night, like yeah, it's oh it's the regular season. It doesn't matter. Like they absolutely destroyed us, and they have absolutely destroyed us numerous times in the past. So if if you're going into this Celtics, sorry, Celtics series, damn it, um, like with bravado and you're not worried, then you're you're setting yourself up for heartbreak because the Celtics are really good, and Jalen Brown is going to have a 45 point game. And Tatum might have a 50-point game, and we're going to have to overcome those. And, yes, we have better players and a better roster, but they just – they're a great team, you know? So are we, but I'm, I'm worried about the Celtics more than anyone. Um, and lastly, uh, congratulations to me for being two years sober today. Right. Um, just want to brag about that and let everyone know as I shot it from mountaintops. So congratulations to me. Have a great
1: day. Something to be proud of, for sure. I'm still working on two days in a row, but we all have our battles. I will agree with you, uh, Jake and anybody. Middleton, contract, those two words for this playoff run on this show cannot appear within four minutes of each other any time going forward. Keep them. You got to keep them separated. That's a song I used to sing to my son. I made it up. We will be back on Monday with a new episode. Uh, I have no idea what's going to be on Monday's episode. There will be a review of the Brewers series for sure. And I'll talk some bucks and we'll look at the NBA seating. So I guess I have an idea. I just don't know when, how, where, or why I will record it. And there'll probably be some other, other surprises along the way. going to be a weird, wacky week next week. I'm Bart Winkler. Talk to you next week. Have a good Easter to those who celebrate.